0: Hello and welcome to Law & Order S-Review here on Fanversation. I am Yael Teagle. That's Taylor Gates. Hello, Taylor Gates. Hello. Hello. We are talking season 25, episode 3, The Punch List, or as I have renamed it, How Dr. Ray Got His Groove Back. Um, Before we jump into this episode, um, if you... Uh, need help if you are assaulted, if you need someone to speak to, please reach out to RAIN. They are the National um, Sexual Assaults Hotline. It is 1 800 656 4673. 1 800 656 4673. Taylor, what does that spell? It spells hope. It does spell hope. Um, also, if this is your first time with the S Review podcast, first of all, welcome. Season 25, what a place to join. Um, Also, consider this your content warning. This episode um, dealt with some wacky shenanigans. um, And sometimes when the show gets dark, we make light. And so I guarantee I'm going to say something offensive. Consider this your content warning. Uh, We have Alexa live in the chat. Thanks for being here. I know people are wondering (laughs) why we are here on a Friday at noon that's on me that's on me (laughs) i'll take full blame
1: we're here we're making up for it
0: we are making up for it um and you're probably wondering if today we're doing episode three and last night episode four aired or you're listening to this uh on the audio version later and going i don't know when these people are on um fun fact we're going to do episode four on valentine's day So join us at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Valentine's Day to talk about episode four. But for now, we're at episode three land, the punch list slash how Dr. Ray got his groove back. And um, we are not going to talk about what happens in episode four. We're going to leave all of that out. Consider this uh, spoiler free for that episode. Um, And if you're in the live chat and want to talk about that, I will be ignoring your comments. Because Taylor hasn't seen it, really. No. I don't want to spoil it for her. I needed to see it. Um, Alexa and Alice are in the chat. Alice says, it's a great time Saturday morning here. I'm so glad we could be your Saturday morning uh, excitement. Because you're in Australia, right? Or New Zealand. Or New Zealand? One of what those. Are those. Yeah. Uh, somewhere I just yeah, was. No, <laughs> um, He's
1: like, exiting off for that terrible act right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: solid for that actually
0: like, you're real all right let's talk about the punch list New Zealand thank you Al. we're in New right. Zealand I was just New Zealand we'll talk about it later um, <laughs> here's the quick cap for how Dr. Ray got his groove back um, the SVU helps a man come to terms with being victimized Benson tries to support a victim's family when tragedy strikes twice Taylor do you want to start with Dr. Ray or do you want to start with the other crap
1: um well I thought the Maori stuff was boring as hell so let's start with that
0: great I agree um it took me on to second watch to understand uh that they have no friends because they just moved here from uh San Francisco and that's why or Benson's there right less crime yeah <laughs> um and that's why Benson is the only person she could call. It took me through the second time I was like, why doesn't she call? anyone else and I went oh because they don't know anybody else I remember now
1: still like sorry call your friend in San Francisco you know sure (laughs) I just want Olivia to stop doing this storyline because this was had nothing to do with SVU
0: um you're right you're totally right I think also this idea um that Benson was in Maddie's bedroom for the first time it looked like uh I'm sorry when a girl is missing don't we like go through her stuff and look for clues yeah i thought that was weird too um also remember when i gave a content warning i said i'm going to say something offensive here it comes um just to be clear i'm not making light of suicide the he hung himself from the the railing in the um no
1: way that stayed up
0: not only no way did that stay up but he just stood like the man is taller than that thing. Yeah. Olivia was taller than that thing. The, logistically, someone we're also it. not strong. You rip that down easy. <laughs> you pull ups on that. I'm so glad you agreed because I definitely talking logistics here. I watched it. I went. That man was not. That was not a real suicide attempt. Um. <laughs> well, it seemed real. I was almost freaking out. Which, like, I get it. I'm
1: just tired of seeing her. I don't care until we get to Maddie again.
0: Yeah. I would like us to wrap that storyline up.
1: Because where is it going? Like, it's just a, like, couple episode arc of Matt. Like, who cares? Why? We're taking away time from our other storylines. It's not, like, a personal storyline. It is, I guess, because it's tying in. But you could have what we're doing with Olivia without the Maddie stuff easily. You know what I mean? She has so much trauma. There's no need for Maddie to be a catalyst. And it doesn't make sense that Maddie's a catalyst. We've had many people we've never found before or tragedy has struck. I don't understand why this one is affecting her so deeply. Just because she saw the energy drink truck? That's ridiculous. Um, I have been kidnapped several times and this is what's getting you? No, I don't believe that.
0: I agree with you. I think if, and I'm going to say something horrific, if this is leading to Olivia's retirement, then I can understand, like, she can't do this anymore. She can't keep losing people. I totally get that. But I guarantee that better not be where we're going.
1: It doesn't seem like it is either. It doesn't feel like they're planting that idea necessarily.
0: Yeah. So it's. Uh, it feels odd that we're headed that headed where we are and how we're going. Um, Alice in the chat says that's how he is alive because we're pointing out the problems with suicide. Well, yeah. Ah, nice. We're, we're terrible people. Um, we're just
1: talking about logistics this is what all the people, medical examiners and stuff do too.
0: You're right. You're right. I don't feel bad. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> no uh, sure uh here's my question um Liv had Maddie's mom's photo on her contacts for her phone and I was like you're not that close
1: well okay I will say in defense I feel like the new iPhone update whenever you share contact in some way it automatically populates that okay so I'll allow it give it a pass
0: okay because I was like I have people that are, I'm close to, and I've had for a long time, and I don't have photos for that. You
1: them. have a contact photo in my
0: phone. I have a contact photo. You do not. Oh, my yeah. mom doesn't. Like no one does in on my phone. Um, that's fair. I, I take the time to do that. The only people who have contact photos in my phone are if I took a ridiculous photo of your face, and it's like silly, and you hate it. That's the photo.
1: Do I have one?
0: No. Okay. Oof. No, literally, I think it's just my brother and and Tari, because I have silly photos of that. Um, Anyway, Alexa in the chat says, Benson taking a personal day when it's basically case-related. Blurs the lines of work-life separation. Absolutely great point. She took a personal day to deal with...
1: Girl, that's for you to go to the beach, babe. That's not for you to be working on a different case.
0: Also, you're the captain. (laughs) right do what you want yeah um all right and then at the end of well before we get to how that that whole storyline ends up i want to talk about this officer gomez situation who shows up
1: hell is she
0: she's the one who pulled the gun on the um the guys who came in and broke in
1: okay so you needed a flashback for that because i do not remember her being that person
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure maybe I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure she's the girl who pulled the gun. And Benson was like, put the gun down, Listen, which woman
1: yes? of color, young woman, good. How long is she gonna stay?
0: Not even that. The whole conversation of she thinks that she's getting demoted. Benson's like, your potential, so you can come join us. I was like, why are we are we? promoting her i'm confused she messed up benson's like hey you messed up and you could be better come to work for us now nah if if somebody messed up i'd be like go learn elsewhere it was
1: just so random and the fact they threw it in like the entire cold open was so weird because we were following dr ray and then we had flashes of, like, Gomez joining. We have flashes of them looking at the Maddie case. I'm like, why are we, like, cutting away from our cold open with Dr. Ray to, like, sprinkle in SBU? It, like, I I texted y'all because I was so, I thought it was so bizarre in seven minutes we went from Dr. Ray to Gomez to Dr. Ray to Maddie I was like what the hell are we doing with this why do we not just have it straight through and then link the stuff in the precinct together it was so weird to me
0: <laughs> Um, I have no answers for you but I will tell you the last time we had complaints about the way an episode was put together same director. <laughs> really it's noberto barba again
1: dude why are you trying to add flair like this like it's procedural it's like make it straightforward i don't understand it's funny because last
0: time you were like at least he tried something new
1: this is not even a technique this is just why are you structuring things like this this isn't even a fun. Like this is just weird.
0: It's fun that you say that because I definitely felt that exact feeling when we started the controlled meet, and and it cut to Velasco coming in, and then it cut back to them explaining it to. Um, right. ise it's weird that one felt a little more forgivable because I was like
1: okay, they're in the same place like I understand or have eyes on whatever but the beginning was just that was unforgivable to me I was like oh, what we're
0: doing here. All right let's wrap up this Olivia crap um she's going into EMDR therapy. I don't know what that is Taylor. I do because
1: I do EMDR in my own therapy and it's uh, not
0: ASMR. No,
1: it is not. I forget what the acronym stands for. Um, But basically, what you do is your eye moves back and forth. If you're in person, you follow, like, I think, a finger or or a light or something. Um, I do it online. So there's just, like, this little website you go to. There's, like, a ball that you follow back and forth with with your eyes. You can also do, like, little taps on your arms or your legs. But basically, you talk about experiences that you've experienced And while you're doing this, it, like, sort of reprocesses how you, like, think about it and how your body sort of remembers these things in order to sort of, like, rewire your brain so it's not as, like, intense um, or, like, more manageable or traumatic. And I'm not using, like, the specific therapy language. I'm not, like, explaining it right, but that's kind of the gist of it. It's essentially trying to, like, take away some of its power and like rewire your brain and your body when you're thinking and talking about these painful memories
0: on that. thank you for explaining that yes um i would have preferred the like plaque that she went to to like say the what the letters mean so that i could be like I would
1: see her do it i and again i haven't seen episode four so maybe we see her do it in that episode but I think that we need to see her actually do it. And I'm hoping we will, because it doesn't really make sense for them to introduce this concept and not see her actually participate in it. Um, But I think this could be a good fit for her. Because we've Mm. seen her therapy, like regular talk therapy, EMDR is different. I've done both and it is different. And EMDR, I find more effective for me, perhaps it would be more effective for her too, so...
0: All right. Um, well, let's go back to the Dr. Ray storyline. Um, but before we do, I want to give some actor shout outs, uh, for this episode. Um, the woman who played Tess was played by, uh, Audrey Hare. um, Duval, (laughs) Duval and Reese, these characters, so funny. Uh, Duval is played by Ian Coletti and, uh, Reese is played by, uh, Quinn Spivey, um, officer Gomez. We talked a little bit about her. That's Edie Salas Miller, um, Andy, our silver Fox, Andy, who I'm going to say something. I'm going to say it. I know Taylor has no uh, opinion on this matter, but I, I love a silver Fox. I'm so sorry to actor Jeff Mark. Um, I went and looked him up because I was like, why would we call this man a silver Fox? Yes, he is silver, but this man was not a Fox. And then I looked up Jeff Mark, the actor, he's got some silver Fox photos. And I too would have cast him. I think that they did him a disservice because when he showed up, I went, that's not a silver fox. He also just didn't get to do anything. Nah. This guy is shady. Not really. <laughs> he was fun. I was positive that he was involved somehow. Same. Um, so was Tari. <laughs> yeah. He walked in, Tari goes, he did it. Um, I will also say, uh, who shows up, to cancel, who shows up in person to go? I'm canceling, yeah. Well, I guess he had to pick
1: up the girl from the place anyway.
0: Sure, it seemed like he canceled when he saw her, he like saw her and was like, Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with her instead. But yeah. it just felt so silly. Like, send a text, it's yeah, you text I was to, cancel. to be more considerate by like showing face. I, I mean, know. maybe that. I don't want to say he's old, and that's a weird generational thing. But like, even that, I feel like old people aren't going to show up to cancel. Yeah, but he was already there, right? So why wouldn't he have just
1: gone in that room?
0: It was weird. Um, they should have all gone together. You well, know what I mean? Like, he didn't want to. Clearly, he wanted the girl, and that's it. Sure, he could have still gotten the girl. Anyway, and went to the club yeah, got taken her with them. whatever. Well, I want to go somewhere else private. I understand that. I think that there was a way that Andy could have not been a dick to his friend, who he was clearly a dick to anyway when he fucking ruffled his hair.
1: Yeah, I hated um, that. I have a <laughs> literal note about that. I was like, that was too far. Like So far.
0: condescending.
1: Like,
0: <laughs> you cannot come out of this alive. Um, Alexa agrees. She also thought that he was involved. Everyone did. Andy was sus. Okay, but can we
1: also talk about how weird they treated Dr. Bray? all the women who worked at that office? They're treating him like a god. It was so bizarre. Like, he's just a guy. Like, they are, like, surrounding him like he's a Greek god, and they're, like, feeding him grapes and shit. It was so weird. I was like, something is going on. Like, this is a brothel or something. I'm telling you. Like, something is shady.
0: I totally agree. I think the the idea that I'm guessing that was supposed to show us how at home he's not treated like a god, and then he shows up at work and he's surrounded by these beautiful, you know, young women who literally like to put his coat it on. It. A, it was
1: just the hair too far. You know what I mean? It was just a touch too weird to me. It's I get what I, you're saying with the juxtaposition, but that was just that was took me out of it.
0: It's funny because the like the the real him versus the him with his co-workers or employees i guess versus the him when he's getting ready to go out and he sprayed so much cologne i appreciated that she went like this yeah. because i literally saw him do it i went that's too much that's too much dude yeah <laughs> my I, note is like so much cologne yeah i could smell it through the tv
1: I like, he was so lovable though. And the whole time I was like, I hope he is not like a bad guy because I just wanted to root for him so bad from the beginning. I don't know. And that's rare. Like when I'm rooting for a white guy, white straight cis man, that's not going to happen often. But that's,
0: that's true. true. Uh, uh, to be fair, guys. Friends, that is David Krumholtz, who, yes. who we all know from Hwet, um, which. Uh, is an episode that we talked about here it's a classic svu um this was such a different character for him um he will always be bernard in my heart um i love him i've loved him since i was a child bernard from the santa claus yeah he, oh, okay
1: he was, yeah he was just he was so good in this i really liked him in this character.
0: This was so good. Um, Alexis says, Dr. Ray is the nerdy guy in high school who just wants to hang out with the cool kids. Sad, but I loved his character. Totally.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. That's a thin line, though, because sometimes the kids who are bullied grow up and be, like, terrorists. You know what I mean? Like, they're horrible. And I was just, like, so scared he was going to turn and be bad guy. I'm so glad he wasn't
0: how dr ray got his groove back yeah oh alice jones just learned that he's bernard oh girl <laughs> so many children's sexual so weird
1: that you like the santa claus
0: no no bernard
1: yeah but from the santa claus i mean I,
0: girl not only did i as a small child gravitate towards the only jew in the santa claus well yes but you watched a christmas movie on podcast I was a child this when it matter. came out. I that was part of your lore and that you never liked them. Oh, I hate Christmas. I've seen many a Christmas movie, <laughs> but none of the classics. What are the classics? Um, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen any of the claymation ones. I only well, these recently. Are scary. I only recently was forced to watch um, the A Christmas Story, the one with the gun and the tongue on the these thing. Are not, these are not. Whatever. Those I haven't seen. And oh. I don't care to. Which one? Home Alone? Oh, yeah, because I I didn't know there was a Christmas movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, kind of. It's also just like an insane movie. When I was, I saw that one when I was a kid. I saw, now we got all, guys, we're off on our way, Christmasy tangent. Um, we'll talk about Christmas at another date. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Bernard. Um... Okay, I want to talk about uh, when Tess walks in and she wants to repair the rape to a, like, big empty room full of people. Um, and they go, can you tell us what happened? As opposed to take her aside. Yeah. Ooh, I liked
1: that, though. I thought that was a really good way to end that cold open. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was, like, a nice little... Surprised that she was like, I'm here to report that I'm the perpetrator.
0: perpetrator. Whoa. Genuinely, that was the moment I knew that she wasn't. Literally, in that moment, here's what my head said. She, I went, okay, here's what happened. She was there and didn't realize that he was drugged. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Afterwards, was like, oh shit, what have I done? That's what I thought I was going. The fact that they pulled a gun on her. Big twist! Didn't see that coming. However,
1: let's talk about the fact that Olivia like completely downplayed it. She was like, "Yeah, she, look at her. She's ninety-five pounds. A year, there's no way, bitch."
0: Thank you.
1: No, she could absolutely have been a perpetrator. Like, you know better than to say something like that.
0: I hundred percent. My notes are like, "What the fuck is that supposed to mean?" Because we we literally. Before she was Casey Novak, we have an episode with three female perpetrators. We have seen this before. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like it either. I do appreciate that there was a discussion when she first came in before they heard her story that they weren't sure what to do. I do understand that. But I think that Olivia being like, nah, couldn't have been. Like, treat her like she's actually confessing to a crime. Right. I remember... Oh, um, the episode where a kid comes in because he's having inappropriate thoughts, um, because he's afraid he's going to hurt his little brother. Yes. The terrible they,
1: episode.
0: Yes. Thank you. They put, <laughs> nice. They put him in an interrogation room. Yeah. Why wouldn't they put her in an interrogation room?
1: Exactly. I didn't like that. I did not like that. And I also, this is off topic, but another thing I did not like was them talking to the girl at the club and she's like, I don't talk to oppressors. And they completely minimize that shit. And that annoys me. Like either you're going to tackle that topic or you're not. You don't minimize it by making it the butt of a joke. I don't
0: like that. I'm with you a hundred percent. I was like, they are harassing this woman and the way that she handled it was phenomenal. But I was like, is she the owner or the manager? Because at this point it looks like you're harassing a waitress.
1: And it's like, just last week we had an episode about a girl talking about the racial implications of the cops talking to people of color, and they painted her as some person who was morally whatever, and they made this woman a complete joke and just thought she was uncooperative. I don't like that shit, NSVU. You You better watch yourself.
0: I'm with you. I agree. Um... You and I were not watching this together and it seems that our our complaints and notes yes. were like spot I on. Just,
1: oh, it bothers me. They just don't know what they're trying to do. They say that they're tackling this or you know, confronting whatever but then you do shit like that and it's clear that you're not. I, mean, I,
0: that. I think that this this show absolutely opens conversations. It goes, here's a conversation that should be had and then it moves on. Yeah you've been on for 25 years why not have the conversation yeah and why contradict yourself constantly pick mm. a and stay in it yeah
1: you can have it both ways you can't be propaganda and then try to like it, like unabashedly propaganda, which is like what that moment is and then try to have conversations like you did last week like you can't do both of those things
0: yeah uh <laughs> not necessarily um, I do want to give some props though, to the set decorators. Um, literally when we walk into the crime scene, um, <laughs> the set decoration, which is like the people whose job it is to make sure that there's like props in the right place. You have the empty cans. There was a used condom. They find the, um, the pipe, like the incredibly decorated, such specific details, I literally thought they had like held him hostage
1: there for weeks because all that food was in there. Like, I thought they were keeping him in there. And then he just walked out. I was like, what is going on?
0: I agree. I think at the end when I realized this was the next night, like it's been 24 hours. Oh, wait, really? Well, when they were in the club and he does the controlled meat, they're talking about last night oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah sorry i thought you meant that he was like
0: passed out for an entire no day. no no Wait,
1: really because his wife is like not that freaked out by him not coming home
0: no no it's been t- it, it's the first night Mm-mm. and then they do investigating all day and they do the control meet the second night yeah that's quick <laughs> that's unreasonable
1: yeah that's a fast turnaround
0: because they saw him in the morning at his house right so he woke up i'm trying to like get a timeline yeah. and to be fair i'm going to be honest everybody um i am one of those people that every time we get the slate that says where and when i almost always ignore all of it oh same <laughs> so me trying to figure out the timeline now is based on what i watched and not it's very likely that it explained exactly how long it's been and i yeah. missed it <laughs> oh man those slates Somebody pays attention to them. It's not us, though. It's
1: not me. Could not be me?
0: No. Um, oh, man. Anyway. Let's
1: talk about the lottery tickets.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about 12 grand in a bodega.
1: How, did they win any of the
0: scratch They have to have won something.
1: I'm saying. How much money did you make back? This could be a nice little experiment for us. <laughs>
0: Where are those scratch-offs and who sat there scratching? That's what I'm saying. We
1: need to investigate that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I like uh Bruno and Finn doing this investigating. Thanks. We know how much I like uh, Detective Bruno. I really yeah. do like this character. Um I I like them together. I think they're silly. It makes me miss it's munch.
1: Like- it's almost like a munch and Fin dynamic a little because they both just have that sense of humor Mm -hmm. and just like very dry howl around kind of vibe
0: yeah um alexa in the chat says about the slates with the time and dates she says it's gonna drive you nuts if you pay attention to them especially if the episodes didn't air in order oh man
1: oh that would be annoying it's a good point
0: you make an excellent point alexa um I do like that. They, now that I think about this. Okay. So. They, Bruno and Finn go to his house. And it's early morning. After he has woken up at the house. the abandoned place. Comes home. They see him there. Then they go and meet him at his office. And take him on this bodega adventure. Then they go and meet him again. Back at his house. And then they do their controlled meet the same night? I guess. How long are these days? Lengthy. Also, how close is everything because distance, like to drive back and forth? Yeah. Must all be taking place the same couple blocks. This never occurred to me until this episode. (laughs) Yeah. They really should have spread this out over a few days, but whatever. Um... Where was I? Oh, I want to talk about Reese and Duval, uh, mostly because that puppy was so cute and I, like, missed the scene. I, like, needed to go back because I was so distracted by the cute dog. Yeah, I mean, he was just working there. Ugh. Um, I do like that our our bad guys had just, like, you know, minimum wage jobs. I do appreciate that. I feel like we don't often see a dog groomer and a tour guide like those yeah, are very
1: it's like a restaurant worker if anything that's it. all we intend to see or like a construction guy i feel like that pops up quite a bit
0: mm, yes a lot of construction
1: construction and restaurants and bars
0: Um. Uh, totally um alice in the chat says i like to see the places on the slates the doctor lived in long island oh my god friends far. that's far that's re- and then the, the the abandoned house in the bodega was um in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, that's got to be it.
0: That's, that's so right. far. Um wow. All right. Okay. Uh I want to talk about let's get to the controlled meat cuz I really enjoyed this scene. Um so first of all, We've found earlier in the day that he's a terrible... Dr. Ray was a terrible liar, right? Like in the morning, he was awkward and, and bad. And they were like, what a terrible liar. So they decide, yeah, let's let him do a controlled meal. Yeah, okay. Um, Bruno shaves him. <laughs> it's such a specific little detail. And I love it. I love that detail so much because it's so... Stupid and but necessary, yeah. Um, and then uh, Denise shows up, and all I could think was, why didn't they intercept her? Right, she was outside and had to convince the bouncer to let her in. They had plenty of time to be like, Denise, come over here.
1: Denise drove me crazy. I hate to say that, I hate to say it. She was so annoying throughout
0: the whole episode to me. Denise was played by Gabrielle Miller. What? Denise was played by Gabrielle Miller. Just need to give that shout out.
1: Gabrielle, you did a good job as like the nagging wife stereotype. Totally. Whatever. But oh my God, be quiet, please. Like she drove me so crazy, which I guess was the point, but it was too much. Like it was grating on me.
0: Um I agree with you so much. An amazing performance. I where is my note? I said I think I said something like Denise is the worst. Oh, I don't
1: care about the tiles. Like I just don't care. Okay?
0: Um but then then all of a sudden Bernard, I mean Dr. Ray, he gets his groove back. I all will, yeah. yeah. I will say she bothered me a lot.
1: However, I agree with Alexa. We pull that little comment up. Um, that they were a cute couple in the end. And I love that they were just like these average, you know. I mean, he's a doctor, like he's he's wealthy, he's making money, but she just, you know, likes to renovate her house. And they were just kind of these, just you know, living their lives, going through the motions, and then he's like being this little hero and she's like so excited. I'm like, I would watch these two in a series about them just like taking people down because it's so refreshing that it was just like, every, and every person can be a hero and help out and use, I don't know, I just really found that charming the way that I ended with them. So in love and like, I just thought it was cute. I, I want more of those two. I liked them a lot at the end.
0: I love that we went from his midlife crisis to him being like, I'm undercover. Yep. Let me finish my work. <laughs> Let him do it again. Um, I think it was so great when she walked in Um, and the boys, listen, as much as they're shitty villain, they're shitty, comma, and they're villains. Yeah. Um, the two boys, the way they handled her when they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the, ba- Andy's in the bathroom. Nice to meet okay. you. I, I was impressed because up until that, I was like, they're weird. I mean, how were they described? <laughs> they were described. Um, God, what was it? Oh, where She said, oh, they're white kind of goofy looking guys. Yeah. And then I think um, Dr. Ray at some point is like, you know, stupid. <laughs> But then they handled her so well, which was loved it. Except, and I'm gonna big old plot hole when she, when uh, Dr. Ray gets rid of her and he comes back, and they're like, Is everything okay? And he's like, Yeah, she does what I say. Like, we're good. She's my wife, blah, blah. All I could think was, Remember last night when you spent the whole night, I'm assuming, talking about your nagging wife and how you need to live a little, and this is your midlife crisis. So they know that that's not the case.
1: Yeah, that's true. I it's a that, but yeah. plot hole.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, Diana and the chances broke code of villain. <laughs> they really were. Oh man. Um. I want to ask this question. Um. Uh, about the the starter pistol. Um. Because I'm not a gun person. So, a starter pistol, is that not a gun? I think it just makes noise. If I'm, because like when you run track
1: and whatever, like I don't think there's like a real bullet in it. I think it's just a sound, I believe at least.
0: Sure. But still, the question was, did he have a gun? He had a starter pistol.
1: Right. And she didn't know the difference. So, I think they're treating that like, yeah, you coerced this girl hardcore because it was not clear that it was not. Sure. A real gun with a bullet in it. So I don't think it really matters.
0: Right. But my, in. totally. My question though is when they were like, it's not a real gun. I went, but it is a real gun. It, um, Deanna says it's, um, it seems like a flare gun. Um, Alexa says it's, it's I think it's like a cap gun. Are those not, is, is the definition of a gun like something that fires a bullet? Because a flare gun can do damage, right? A cap gun, if it's that close I don't to you, starter pistol would. It could definitely. I, it, I don't it. think it, because I think it's just the noise. I don't think. But how is the noise made? If it's that distant from her, like if it's held to her head, it may not shoot a bullet, but it could burn her. I guess maybe. I don't know. Really, I don't really know how that works. I don't know guns, so all I could think was when he was like, "It was a starter pistol." And my mind, I, my mind went, "Pistol, gun, <laughs> um, blanks." Oh, people in the chat, Ooh. What, is, what is a blank? Um, Alice says like the, the one. <laughs> yeah, it's made by paper. Okay, oh. um, a paper. like a toy cap gun that doesn't have a chamber, <laughs> friends.
1: Guys, you're using a vocab that we are not familiar with. Well, we really appreciate it, but like we need you to dumb it down even more for us.
0: <laughs> anyway, so while everyone in the chat discusses how guns work I'm in
1: literally China, Indiana, like I should know this, but
0: I don't. Um, it's I was saving it for lines, but I'm gonna say it now. Um, the escort said we had a gun, and they say, Did you? and he says, No, I'm a Democrat. I have said. Many a times people have talked to me about America and guns, especially when I travel abroad. And I go, I'm a California girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't gun. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm n- no guns person. Um, Deanna says blanks are fake bullets.
1: So what are they instead?
0: And what do they you know do? You know what I mean? Like how <laughs> do they work?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Cause like I'm thinking like a popper that like 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 a firecracker type popper that makes noise, but still, like, you can get burned or, or right.
1: What actually happens if it is held to you and the trigger is pulled is our question.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Would she be injured in any way? Flesh wounds. Okay. So, again, it not being a real gun, still, still a weapon of violence, still can injure her. Yeah. Um, ours is shaped like a gun. Held to the back here, not know the difference. Would be scary, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was our chat. Let's move on to best lines since I just took one away. Yeah. Um, best lines. All right, I have just two others. Go for it. <laughs> um, I have this building, maybe a crime scene, and the guy said, "Wouldn't be the first time." It's Brooklyn. Damn, that's rude. Um, and then. <laughs> um this one is sad dr ray says i love women it's myself i have the problem with and i'm gonna be honest that line i feel like is so um representative of most of the villains Mm -hmm. and most of the perpetrators on svu and in the world in general is you have these men who uh love women and have a problem with themselves and then take it out on women. I know it's not the same thing that he meant, yeah. but but like literally he said it and I went, oof, so real. Yeah. So real. He had
1: a couple good ones. I have one in my little list as well. But um just the way he interacted with his employees and she's like, that depends, are you trying to be ironic or not? Like she really was trying to be so nice about it, but it still was <laughs> a burn and a half um either that or a haiku or the world's most boring poet that was good mm-hmm. queen as a doll of hand sanitizer I actually didn't think was good i thought that was a really contrived try hard line but i wrote it down just because i didn't like it um <laughs> i'm a Robin egg guy myself i just those two together are fun I loved the guy who worked at the bodega, and he was like, buddy, <laughs> like, I just thought that dynamic was so funny, and they were just not having it, he said that his sauerkraut expired a month ago, which I thought was disgusting, um, I liked that part, um, <laughs> this one, I think, I don't remember if it was Reese or Duvall, but, um, or actually, I don't, I don't remember who this was, I should have written him down, but the guy's been married for 30 years, so I need to spell it out, like, that was a gag. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they are talking about like him talking his way out of stuff. I was like, ooh, got him. Um, they're idiots, but at least they're consistent. So true.
0: Nice.
1: My favorite of the Dr. Ray lines was, I didn't want to see the bright lights of the city. I wanted to be one at least for a second. I was like, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Such a good line. Um, and then finally, you guys messed with the wrong dermatologist. I like, thought it was so good. Yeah. Alexa. Wrong dermatologist. That's like, that's his spinoff show. That's like his line. Um, <laughs> I also love that he uses dermatology knowledge to like talk about the two. I thought that was so funny. I love how like specific job knowledge can come in sometimes. And I thought that would be used be in a really fun way this time.
0: Um, nicely done. Um, also, undercover dermatologist should absolutely oh, be where he like solves crime. <laughs> the wrong dermatologist. I like, love it. Incredible. Um, amazing. <clears throat> so, um, we uh, 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 what do we do here? What's our next segment? <laughs> Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Um, I'm gonna actually. For our friends who are listening in the shower or the bath, right? Because that's a thing people do. Or
1: even the rain.
0: Or even the rain. <laughs> Did you know? Speaking of rain and showers, I replaced my shower head and now have a rain um shower head. Aww. I love it. Oh, I'm obsessed. Okay.
1: Um, I'll share my shower experiences because it's not pleasant. So they had to come and replace like the handles of my shower for some reason. And now I can never get it to the right temperature because I have like a cold one and a hot one. And I'm either freezing or scalding no matter what combination. And it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So I hope that you guys are not having that issue because it's very unpleasant.
0: I'm devastated for you.
1: It's not fun. It's really hard to finagle it to the correct temperature. And it's never perfect. It's just tolerable.
0: I'm so sorry. Um, Dan in the chat suggested uh, CDS, Crime Dermatologist Investigations.
1: CDI would be.
0: Uh, Yeah, CDI.
1: CDI type of. Yeah, I want CDI really badly.
0: I love it. It's like CSI, but CDI. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I'm sorry that you're having shower issues. Tari was having shower issues. We had the plumber in. I replaced my own shower head.
1: Wow.
0: And I'm really proud of myself. I
1: love that for you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It was a big deal at my house because the one that I got was really complicated and I struggled and I almost gave up and called somebody, <laughs> but I did it myself yeah um those have been our shower thoughts uh what did we learn friends i learned something i did too did you yeah shall i start sure okay unless you're I, <laughs> what is yours well you go <laughs> i googled what a punch list me too <laughs> that's what i learned i was like what are you guys talking about like yeah okay so i was like oh this must be like a old school to-do list no friends no a punch list is a document prepared during key milestones or near the end of a construction project listing work that can uh conform to contract specifications that the general contractor must complete prior to final payment so from what i understand that means it's the like the final touches the last pieces of a construction project um I genuinely was like, "Why do they keep calling this to do list a punch list?" It's yeah, I, I was. Like, it was just like a shopping list. Like I was so confused. I also I was like an
1: errands list. Like, yeah. It sounds so much more aggressive than it really is.
0: <laughs> it also, based on the definitions I found on the internet from searching, what is a punch list? It's not the what the like person does it's what the contractor does. Yeah. All right. It was such a weird specific and also like remember when SVU used to like the titles used to be double entendre's or euphemisms or be clever. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> got punched then it would be but no one fists were not thrown in this episode
0: you you make an excellent point
1: just make someone throw one fist and it would have been funny and good (laughs) oh
0: um i also learned i guess that i'll let you have the punch list i learned that you and i had had the same thoughts multiple times during this episode um That's fun. I'm also, I'm going to give one. Um, I think it was, uh, 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 who was it? Alice learned (laughs) that David Krumholtz (laughs) who we've seen in two SVU episodes now, this one and what, um, he was Bernard in the Santa Claus, the first one. Um, so look at that. Um, I love that. All right. So before we wrap up today, as a reminder, we'll be doing episode four. Duty to report um, on Wednesday, Valentine's Day at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. That uh, stream should now be available live. If you are uh, if you are on YouTube, make sure that you've hit the bell thing so that it tells you. Apparently, it will tell you that we're doing this. Uh, if you've subscribed on the other places, thank you. Do that. Um, we like comments on iTunes. I love the comments on YouTube. People have been commenting on all the episodes uh, this season, which is phenomenal. Um, I apologize for us being so irregular with our schedule. I take full blame. That's on me. Um, yep, but on me. I'm just kidding. I, it's my fault. And the only reason we're not doing this week's on Sunday is because my parents are literally on their way here now, <laughs> which is why this is so early today. Um, and I'm in the room where this this is where they will be sleeping, so I can't really use this room. Anyway um until valentine's day when we do this episode and we'll be your valentines oh we're gonna be so cute
1: the v stands for valentine and that's for you
0: (laughs) silly um until then taylor where are you on the internet and what are you up to these days you can find me on
1: twitter slash x but Just twitter um at alphabet underscore and you can also find me on instagram at taylor underscore gates underscore i write for collider i've been reviewing a bunch of movies i just reviewed lisa frankenstein if you guys are looking to check that out go read my thoughts first and let's see if i recommend it perfect that's good nice um read my real thoughts and give me some clicks thank you
0: (laughs) Uh, i am yell teagle i'm everywhere slash just Instagram at Yael Teagle. It is Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. I I had announced the first week we were back that I am doing a bookstagram and it uh, is happening. I'm so excited. The account exists. The name has been chosen. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to announce it here. Oh, Um, I have yet to post anything, but it does exist. Maybe I'll announce it on Valentine's day. Maybe it'll go live by Valentine's day. Mm, Maybe. Um, All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you uh, less than a week. Bye.